The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God of grace, we are gathered for a grand event, but our prayer is simple. We ask you to look with favor on the members of the St. Olaf class of 2008. They stand in front of us today, rightfully proud of what they have accomplished. They stand alongside classmates, so very much aware of the gift of friendship and mutual care. And they stand before you, grateful for their lives and for your promise to go with them into the future. Let their teachers and family members share their well-earned pride. Let their affection and friendship for each other be strong and joyful in the years ahead. And keep your promise of faithfulness to them, we pray, and to all of us, that together we may face the future with confidence, taking up the challenges of your call, trusting your love that is steadfast now and forever. Amen. Please remain standing to sing the hymn.
Please be seated. Welcome to our commencement exercises at St. Olaf College. We celebrate commencement at our college with robes and speeches, with music and prayer, because this is a solemn moment. For the family members and supporters of the students who graduate today, commencement marks the fulfillment of so many of your dreams and aspirations for your student. The fruits of your parenting ripen today. For students, this is one of those moments when you look both backwards and forwards. St. Olaf's seniors are the most nostalgic people I've ever met. Our seniors have been walking around campus all week, hugging each other, saying goodbye, lingering over meals in Stav Hall, talking wistfully about how much they miss a place they haven't even left yet. But most of you will be starting jobs soon or going to graduate or professional school. You'll be engaged in service to your communities or the nation. Some of you are still engaged in your process of vocational discernment, and we look forward to learning the results of that process. But wherever you wake up tomorrow, and whatever that day brings, you share one bond. You are graduates of St. Olaf College educated for and called to lead lives of worth and service. We will be graduating 677 students this afternoon, 30 with a Bachelor of Music degree and the rest Bachelor of Arts. Our 677 seniors have been awarded 934 majors. Seven of you in this class had three majors. 213 of you had two majors, but most of you, 487, had just one, which is ample. <laughs> the majors most frequently declared by this class in this order are biology, English, mathematics, and economics, a nice balance. As of May 23rd, your grade point average as a class was 3.32. 406 members of this class will graduate with Latin honors summa cum laude, magna cum laude, or cum laude. Seventy-six percent of this class participated in at least one domestic, off-campus, or international program while at the college. This is a generous class. Seventy-eight percent of you pledged a gift to partners, the annual fund of St. Olaf College. That's an extraordinary number, and I thank Maggie Matson and Peter Schatower, who were the co-chairs of the senior class campaign and all the members of their committee that worked so hard to achieve that result. But your generosity extends beyond uh, the hill to countless hours of service in the Northfield community, to Ole Spring Relief, to Relay for Life, and beyond. There are some other lesser-known facts about the life led by this class that I thought might interest this audience. During this last year, the Lion's Paws sold 13,950 pizzas. <laughs> the most popular, uh, popular toppings were onion, green pepper, and pineapple, which I do not understand. 
Pa sold 8,009 plain and whole wheat bagels and 8,025 pizza bagels. Oreo shakes, edged out vanilla shakes, is the ice cream drink of choice. And the most popular appetizer was nachos, beating out cheesy bread, which was last year's winner, <laughs> with pita and hummus, a distant third. But now you're going to graduate. Your days of cheesy bread in the paws are over, but your days of learning are not. The truth is that none of us knows what the world will look like when you're my age, but we do know that it will look differently than it does now. Jobs that exist now won't exist then, and many jobs that don't exist now will exist then. National boundaries may well be different. The global economy will certainly have changed, and it will have changed how we live our lives. The geopolitical scene will be different than it is today. Technology will have revolutionized some areas of our lives. Your St. Olaf education has equipped you for this unknown future. By applying the skills and competencies you acquired at St. Olaf, thinking analytically, thinking globally, communicating with passion, compassion, and precision, preserving an ethic of personal responsibility and care in the communities in which you live, nurturing your faith life, and always learning, you will flourish, and we look forward to welcoming you back for your reunions, examples of lives of worth and service for our future students. But for now, we'll focus on the present. Commencement is not something that should be hurried, so I invite you to settle back and enjoy this moment. Let the ceremonies begin. You'll note in your program that we have honored seven Oles this year with distinguished alumni awards. They were presented at special events earlier this weekend, and we're privileged to have four of the recipients with us here this afternoon. I'm going to read their names and ask them to stand, and when they're all standing, for us to recognize them with applause. David Bry from the class of 1960, Mark Dimunation, the class of 1974, Mac Gimsey, class of 1958, and Ruth Gerber Hiddleston, class of 1958. Next, I will invite members of the Board of Regents of St. Olaf College who are here today to please stand, and when they're all standing, again, I ask that we recognize their service to the college with applause. The Chair of the Board of Regents, Mr. O.J. Thompson. Dr. Kevin Bethke. Dr. Philip Brunel. Mr. Ron Hunter. Ms. Ruth Husted. Ms. B. Christine Johnson, Mr. Walter Ringer III, Mr. Doug Smith, Mr. Larry Stranghainer, and Ms. Janine Wetzel. Please recognize them. Lindsay Myers started her career at St. Olaf by declaring six majors. Just in case, she explained. 
but she finally settled on just two of them, English and history, which, apparently, left plenty of room in her schedule. For student government, theater productions, singing in Cantorai, designing websites, tutoring students, and drawing cartoons for the student newspaper, of which I may have been the subject on at least one. She received a Finstead Entrepreneurial Grant for a project called Bolt, Bringing Oli's Laser Tag, and played in the Runestone's accordion troupe. It's important for people to find unique microcosms that can put their creativity and skills to good use, she says. Finding variety and places where you can take leadership positions are a big part of finding balance, and happiness, really, is all about balance. Lindsay's proud of the areas that she studied at St. Olaf through independent research and seminars. It's nice to feel like an expert about something, even if it's obscure, she says. She's hoping to publish her history distinction project, Anesthesia and Sexual Assault in 19th Century America, in a history or a law journal. Her next stop is the University of Pennsylvania, where she plans to earn a law degree and a history degree. The title of her address is Watch Your Language. Please welcome Lindsay Myers. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 2008, I would ask that you overlook the irony of your senior speaker not having much of a voice today and allow me to be one of the first to congratulate you. But first, we have got to talk about our collective vocabulary. Now, don't get me wrong, in the past four years, we have all adopted a unique, rich vernacular that only Oles can truly understand. We've learned the meaning of and proper application of phrases like global citizenship and sustainability. We've developed our bilingual side by using oofta to express exasperation and umyaya to express excitement. We've even expanded our cultural and culinary lexicon. Truly, how many other adults our age know the difference between Ludafisk, Lefsa, and LARPers? <laughs> there is, however, one phrase that has, in recent months, stood out to me as both overused and misunderstood, and it strikes me as the one most worth reflecting upon on this, the day of our graduation. It's a phrase that we're all familiar with and one that we've probably all been guilty of using at some time or another. I am speaking about the St. Olaf bubble. Since our first year at St. Olaf, we've had a variety of opportunities to adopt this phrase into our everyday use. A few years ago, several sociology majors titled their final project, Popping the Bubble, Re-Entry into St. Olaf after a global semester abroad. The term has also appeared in countless Manitou Messenger articles, a CEL newsletter, an SGA committee's mission statement, Res Life's off-campus living website, and even in the classroom. Professors and students, students alike have referred to this bubble during class to jar us into awareness and to describe our separation from the real world. I stand before you today to challenge this notion of the bubble and to tell you why I think it's a problematic term. Often it's been used to describe our isolation from real world problems and to be fair, we have been blessed with a very comfortable living situation. We have a nationally ranked meal plan that keeps us from having to worry about where our next dinner is going to come from and Instead of angry landlords and utility bills, we've had Pamela McDowell and friendly reminders from John Campion that we've exceeded our monthly paper use on public printers. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
I would argue, however, that living and learning comfortably on a campus that fosters a sense of safety and community has not sheltered us from or left us unprepared for the realities that await us off campus. Every day after breakfast, cafeteria workers collect the hundreds of newspapers that our student government has made available to us that we have taken advantage of over our morning coffees out of a sincere desire to stay informed and become responsible citizens. Every week, experts and professionals involved in politics, economics, history, literature, activism, justice, and more have been quite literally brought to our doorstep to teach us how to ask important questions and forge our own meaningful answers. And if that's not enough, the bubble is the very environment that allowed many of us to travel abroad, seeing parts of the world that some of our parents only dreamed of seeing. If anything, we may know more about the real world than we would have if we didn't live on the hill. The so-called bubble we've lived in has also privileged us with the opportunity to find friends that challenge us and support us, professors who have doubled as mentors, and classes that have redefined our outlook on life. We've been exposed to world-class music and art and theater. We've cheered at athletic events and provocative political speeches. And we have felt very real-world joys and griefs. We've fallen in love. We've had our hearts broken. Many of us have experienced the death of someone close. And in all of these things, we have learned how to handle conflict and celebrate success. I'd say we're more than prepared for the adult expectations ahead of us. Living in the bubble has undeniably shaped our development, but it's done so in very positive ways. We have at times been quick to point out when we're not the typical Oli, forgetting that the things that define Olis have nothing to do with shared religious views or Scandinavian heritage. Olis choose optimism and trust over cynicism, compassion and altruism over selfishness, and excellence over mediocrity. Not because we're sheltered from real-world problems or pressured to be Minnesota nice, but because hopefully we are aware of how fortunate we are and how many gifts we have to share. So instead of looking at today as our passage from the St. Olaf bubble into the real world, I would urge you to instead see our graduation as the opportunity to take the very real St. Olaf values you've gained with you wherever you go. There will be no dramatic popping when we walk through these doors and embark on our next journey. Rather, we will each take the important parts of life on the hill with us. The kindness and consideration, the academic curiosity and lifelong hunger for learning, and yes, the diversity of spirit and thought. I hope that all of us as St. Olaf College alumni will remember to take the bubble with us when we go and extend our hands to the people we meet throughout our lives to invite them into it as well. Thank you and congratulations. Thank you, Lindsay. Some 24 years ago, when Susan Seacrest took it upon herself to learn about water contamination in her home state of Nebraska, her husband Gary gave her a button to wear at parties. Do not ask this woman about groundwater. <laughs> Susan loves Nebraska, where she was born and raised. So, she was alarmed when in 1984 she read a newspaper article about potential environmental health hazards in Nebraska's Platte Valley, her own backyard. She got in touch with the epidemiologist cited in the story, and he challenged her to learn as much about the issue as she could. Just one year later, she formed the Groundwater Foundation. Today, the foundation is actively protecting local groundwater supplies in hundreds of communities 
across more than 40 states. Your commencement program notes that Susan's work has been featured in Time and National Geographic magazines, as well as on National Public Radio, The Osgood File, and CBS Sunday Morning. In addition to serving on several U.S. Environmental Protection Agency advisory boards, Susan has given presentations at the United Nations and to the International Association of Hydrologists. In 2007, she was one of six people to share the $1.25 million Heinz Award, one of the largest individual achievement prizes in the world. In granting the award, the Heinz Family Foundation called Susan engaging, creative, collaborative, and perhaps most of all, persistent, and referred to her effective advocacy for protecting the health of our fragile aquifers. Susan's address today is called Four Calls. Thank you very much, President Anderson. Distinguished guests, fellow Oles, and most of all, St. Olaf class of 2008, it is a great honor to be here today. And I may be one of the most appreciative in this audience of our indoor location. Let me explain. 33 years ago, to this very day, I graduated from St. Olaf College. It must have been preordained, President Anderson, that I was going to spend a lot of my time working in the world of water. Because just as the blessing concluded, and I think that blessing was praise God from whom all blessings flow, <clears throat> the heavens opened. And I'm not talking a sprinkle. The rain was coming down by the bucket load, and everybody ran as fast as possible to the shelter of Bow Chapel, where if you look real carefully, I understand you can still see this watermarks even today. So I'm uh, delighted to be in where we're dry. The only problem is if people start running today, I'll know it's my talk and not the weather that is responsible. And especially for the younger folks that are here, and there's many of them, you may be getting a little uneasy with the title, Four Calls. I know it seems a bit unfashionable because calls are out, texting is in. Now, some of you may be texting right now. I know you might be. Well, let me just tell you, I don't text. In fact, for me, a text message is something that we rise for during Sunday services. And uh, everybody who knows me knows that I like talking more than I like writing, so what could I say when President Anderson called and asked me to be your speaker today? Of course, I had to say yes. And then, the moment I hung up, the questions began. What was I thinking? What's the right message? How short can I make it? And giving this commencement address is a little bit like being assigned a major take-home final exam the day before school is out, except mine took me 30 years. And in keeping with your famous St. Olaf honor system, I have to confess that I spent a lot more time working on this talk 
I think I still have a, maybe a couple people who remember me from my years at St. Olaf that are here. I spent more time on today's assignment than any assignment I had while I was a student here as an undergraduate. So after thinking about this for quite some time and President Anderson's call to me, I decided to think about other important calls that I have experienced since that soggy day in May 1975. Each call that I'm going to speak with you about today from St. Olaf, the Groundwater Foundation, which President Anderson has already referenced, and most recently, North Star High School, has helped me define my sense of purpose. But even more importantly, it exemplifies an area of excellence for St. Olaf College. Academics and campus life, environmental stewardship, global study and research. All traditions that you have participated in, benefited from, and traditions we are celebrating today. Well, why do you think that call was so compelling when I received it or a few weeks ago? I think it's because St. Olaf becomes a landmark experience for almost everyone who comes here. I sure hope it has for you. Did any of you take that famous looking for colleges trip when you're in high school? You know, you go with a parent or maybe a friend and you drive around. Well, I did in the fall of 1970. And I can tell you the moment I saw those bright red sugar maples against the blue October sky, I knew this is where I wanted to go to college. And again, being part of the honor system, I have to tell you that while the outstanding academics, stellar music program, thank you wonderful St. Olaf College Band, and the friendly tour guide all impressed me, it was the stained glass windows on the fourth floor of Melby Hall that really sealed the deal. Now, let me tell you, I never saw those stained glass windows again during my entire time here, but they were sure impressive at the time. And whatever the motivation was, whether it was the architecture or just the total experience, my instincts proved true. St. Olaf did become the place that nourished my soul, educated my mind, and enlarged my heart. That call to become a student may have been instantaneous, but it continued through memorable moments throughout my time here. I remember listening to English professors Lowell Johnson and Jonathan Hill read Shakespeare and Wordsworth on the third floor of Rulvog Library at twilight. That was cool. I can also remember dancing the night away during a concert that Muddy Waters gave during homecoming. And I also, and President Anderson already mentioned this, deepened my appreciation for my home state of Nebraska through the study of Willa Cather and the politics of William Jennings Bryan. One other thing I'd like to mention about that first few weeks on campus here. I was waiting in line at the campus bookstore and I randomly picked up a book of contemporary prayers. Now, I thought at the time this was just something to pass the time, but I realize now that it was probably an act of God because thinking back, I realized that prayer was definitely my best hope for passing biochemistry. However, over the years, the book became a reliable ally in times of trouble, and one prayer in particular soothed my ever-present impatience, and my family well knows about my impatience. This prayer reminded me to take 
life one day at a time. It read, Oh Lord, I want to see around the corner, but all I really need is light enough to take the next step. Well, next steps for me included marriage, teaching, children, many of life's greatest joys. And then, as has already been mentioned, my oldest child, Logan, fell ill when he was about six months of age. Although we didn't know it at the time, he had lost the villi in his small intestine and he wasn't able to absorb nutrients from food or from formula. A baby's job description is to eat and gain weight. Don't I wish I could have that job back again. But anyway, losing the villi was a serious matter. During Logan's long illness and his eventual full recovery, I came to appreciate good health on a level I could never have imagined. And I was grateful to be raising my child in the healthy state of Nebraska. So think about that today and be grateful for the health that you enjoy and the health of your family, if you are blessed in that way. My relief about raising my children in Nebraska, however, was short-lived when I learned that we had one of the nation's highest rates of leukemia and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and that this illness might be linked to groundwater contamination. Now, I may have passed biochemistry, but I was no scientist, and I hardly knew what groundwater was, but I was a liberal arts graduate. I knew how to ask questions, and I jumped right into it. I discovered that groundwater is the lifeblood of states like Minnesota and Nebraska. Over half the population of the United States drinks groundwater every day, and if we consider the food we eat, we consume groundwater with every meal. This hidden, misunderstood resource needed a champion, and I felt called to do the job. So I started the Groundwater Foundation, an organization that would help people understand and protect groundwater. I think I was also seeking a way to turn the trauma of Logan's illness into a positive legacy of environmental health. Some have called my new this passion for groundwater a conversion experience. And they wouldn't be too far off, although immersion experience might be more hydrologically accurate. My sense of mission received a huge boost when I was invited to present a groundwater program at our church. The senior minister, Dr. Otis Young, who, by the way, whose granddaughter currently attends St. Olaf College, graciously extended the invitation and talked with me afterwards. I told him that while I had really enjoyed giving the talk, I regretted that my work with groundwater responsibilities left little time for church involvement. And this is the big moment of my talk. This is the one thing I wanted to communicate because it was one of the great spiritual moments of my life. Dr. Young put his arm around my shoulders, looked me in the eye, and said, Susan, never doubt for a moment that you're not doing the Lord's work. And from that moment on, I knew that every time the Groundwater Foundation helped someone recycle oil, instead of dumping it behind the garage, or conserve water instead of wasting it, it was almost like being in church. 
St. Olaf College too answered this groundwater stewardship call. In 1995, St. Olaf became one of the nation's first colleges to be designated as a groundwater guardian. And Pete Sandberg, if you're anywhere around, bravo to you. St. Olaf continues its exemplary environmental stewardship through activities such as its environmental field study programs and the use of the green building techniques. I know that that was used at Buntrock Commons and I really enjoyed reading about all the environmental elements that are going into the construction of that amazing new science center. During these years with the Groundwater Foundation, another call came. It was from a foundation board member who wanted to bring her sixth grade class to our annual conference. We welcome this opportunity to expand our adult audience and the youth added so much. In fact, during the final session, one of the students stood up and facing the room of grown-ups solemnly expressed a real fear that the Platte River wouldn't even be there when she grew up. And I am sorry to say that at some points in the summer, our own Platte River does run dry today. You could have heard a pin drop in the room after that young lady stood up and said this. We knew that she had delivered another call, a call to create programs for the next generation. I'm proud that the program that we created in response, the Children's Groundwater Festival, became one of the hottest educational tickets in the state of Nebraska, annually attracting over 3,000 students and this water festival concept has been replicated all across the U.S., including here in Minnesota and even around the world. Now, I have to admit that I never found a way for the Groundwater Festival to outdraw the Nebraska football team. However, with the nation's largest groundwater supply, this is that Nebraska pride coming through again, the Groundwater Festival could prove that Nebraska could be number one in groundwater every year, and we didn't have to win a Big 12 football championship to prove it. And by the way, Dr. Tom Osborne, our former coach and current athletic director, appreciates St. Olaf College. His daughter, Susan, is a St. Olaf graduate. So that Groundwater Foundation that began with health concerns did indeed become a force for groundwater education nationwide. I'm proud to have led that effort for almost 24 years. But when I realized I was spending most of my time on money matters and accounting sheets, rather than learning, teaching, and connecting with people, I realized it was time for the foundation to benefit from new leadership and for me to seek a new calling. So I began this search with, what else? A phone call, not a text message, a phone call to Dr. Nancy Becker, the principal at North Star High School in my hometown of Lincoln, Nebraska. This high school is located in a neighborhood where many new Americans are just settling in. You'll love this. I expected her to set up a meeting or maybe say, well, when can we have lunch? Can we do lunch? Well, she did ask me to do lunch. Lunch duty, that is. So I came out to the cafeteria surrounded by about 750 very noisy high school students. And I asked myself, how could this be Lincoln, Nebraska? It looked and sounded like the United Nations. On that day, I crossed another threshold.
And I learned something that you as St. Olaf students have known and the faculty and staff and friends have known here at St. Olaf for many years, that we expand our internal world when we connect with the larger one. Congratulations to St. Olaf for all of the academic honors your students are winning this year and for being such a leader in international travel, study, and research. St. Olaf's global leadership has contributed to everyone's willingness and ability to learn from each other, regardless of our ethnicity, culture, or religion tradition. Programs and research described in the last several issues of St. Olaf magazine have reminded us, even those of us that aren't here on the hill anymore, that what we have in common from our dependence on water and fragile ecosystems to our love for wildlife and the arts is more powerful than anything that divides us. And that's, that's already been said today and nothing could be truer. So I decided to heed that lunchroom call. I retired from the Groundwater Foundation in December and I spent this past semester as a counseling intern at North Star. Without traveling a mile out of town, I was led to places and experiences I couldn't have imagined. Framed by heartbreaking stories of loss, as well as heartening stories of gain, I have had the privilege of sharing many memorable moments these past months with my students, including moments of doing high fives with Sudanese students that achieved academic honors in biology, I was able to attend a traditional gourd dance performed by members of the Omaha tribe at the Lincoln Indian Center. And I was able to take multi-generational Syrian cooking lessons that definitely expanded my waistline. These experiences have felt like a trip around the world ending in the middle of my heart. And I am pleased to say that just three weeks ago, another call came offering me a job at North Star starting next fall. And as usual, I'm looking for enough light to take this important next step. And now I'll conclude. The title was four calls, not just three. So the fourth call I want to talk with you about is the fact that the calls from St. Olaf, the Groundwater Foundation, and North Star High School gave me an opportunity to live life connected to something more important than me. Encouraging and supporting a life of service is my concluding call. And it's part of your heritage now as a St. Olaf College graduate. Being called to live a life of service doesn't mean starting a new organization or collecting honors and plaques. What it means is being true to your ideas and your principles. It doesn't mean living large. It just means living with others in mind. In a very special book written by St. Olaf's Dean of Men, Dr. Bruce Roberts, Where in the World is Integrity? Dr. Roberts gives many wonderful examples. He includes this one from St. Olaf College graduate Richard Raymond, who writes, most of the people who exhibit integrity do so by the way they go about living their daily lives. I think of my father, who by any standard is pretty much of a normal guy. 
Still, my father is recognized by all as a man of high integrity, and he is the standard by which I measure my success. I found that very touching. A life of integrity, yes, we're connected to our families and our friends, but we're also connected to that natural environment. And I was thrilled to learn that Willa Cather was also asked to be a commencement speaker at Red Cloud High School. And in her oration, which is what they called it in those days, Willa Cather wrote, and I do love this, there is another book of God than that of scriptural revelation. This book is written upon the pages of the universe bound in mystery. It's right here in this moment and in the solemn magic of the fields at nightfall. Responding to a call can take many forms. It can be a response to a dramatic event like my son's illness, but it can also be just a gentle whisper during a quiet moment of reflection. The important thing is to be listening and willing. Colorado Supreme Court Justice Gregory Hobbs, who is also a poet, describes this in his poem, Shoulder Strap. When mountain peaks seem so high above and climbing much too difficult to bear the risk of bearing up, shoulder strap your soul. Getting there is just feeling that you can. So shoulder straps in place, I know you're ready. 33 years ago today, I wasn't as ready as I am now. And it will take me another 33 years to be as ready as I want to be. For me, change happens slowly. For example, I, I still listen to CDs rather than downloading my favorite tunes to an iPod. I, I promise President Anderson I'll, I'll try to get that iPod going here. Um, but sometimes being very last century serves, has served me well because I was listening to my very favorite singing group. Now it's a, a group maybe some of you have heard of. They're called the St. Olaf Choir. And uh, their wonderful voices were filling my Chevy Cavalier as I was driving on a lovely spring day with selections from one of their best-selling CDs, Great Hymns of Faith. And like the prayer book that fell into my hands so many years ago and never really left, the hymn, Here I Am Lord, will echo forever in my heart. Perhaps commencement is an ideal time for all of us to say with the hymnist, Here I Am Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night I will go, Lord, if you lead me, and I will hold your people in my heart. That heartfelt refrain, refrain reminds us that the divine light of love and grace, whatever we consider it to be, is most likely to shine when we respond to life's calls in a positive way. I know that you will be taking your own next steps with a sense of purpose and confidence. I'm going to try to do that right along with you. And as we do so, looking to the future and putting people first, 
we'll know that whatever we do and wherever we go, we are indeed doing the Lord's work. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. I now call upon Dr. James May, Provost and Dean of the College, who will present the candidates for the baccalaureate degree, the members of the class of 2008. Will all the candidates for degrees please rise? Mr. President. I have the honor to present to you the candidates for the degree of Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Arts Cum Laude, Magna Cum Laude, and Summa Cum Laude, Bachelor of Music, Bachelor of Music Cum Laude, Magna Cum Laude, and Summa Cum Laude, and certify to you on behalf of the faculty that they have successfully completed the requirements for these degrees or have come within the prescribed limits for participation in this graduation. On the nomination of the faculty, and by authority of the Board of Regents of St. Olaf College, I hereby confer upon you the degree for which you are certified, together with all of the rights, privileges, and responsibilities pertaining thereto. Congratulations. You will now receive the diploma in recognition of your achievements. Please be seated. Nine members of the class of 2008 could not be present today and are graduating in absentia. They are Molly B. Eglund, Eric C. Fry, Isaac S. Hansen, Robert W. Kinnair, Michelle H. Morlock, Jeffrey D. Neal, Jin Jia Ni, Christina N. Simos, Nick C. Spanel. Will the candidates for the degree of Bachelor of Arts in the General College please come forward as directed by the marshals at this time? Leslie A. Abel. Margaret A. Amon, Laurel A. Albertini, Steve K. Alexander, Ashley Jeanette Fister Allen, Ruben Alvarez, Liv N. Amond, William H. Amundsen, Brett R. Anderson, Kelsey Elizabeth Anderson, Robert J. Anderson, Katya S. Andreessen, Kristen E. Art, 
Kirsten E. Asher, Ryan N. Ashley, Elizabeth A. Atchison, Ann M. Balcony, Christian H. Balzer, Stephen M. Bannock, Joseph M. Berry, James W. Barnett, Amanda R. Barrett, Paul A. Bartholo, Matthew M. D. Badino, Casey D. Bostian, Rachel L. Bean, Megan P. Bierman, Amy E. Behrens, Krista L. Beyer, Jennifer Beth Beiersdorf, Catherine H. Bennett, Paul S. Bennett, Callie J. Benson, Derek M. Benson, David J. Benson Stabler, Eric B. Behrens, Rachel G. Berg, John Thomas Bergen, Joel O. Bergeland, Jeremy S. Berger, Scott A. Berger, Matthew D. Berry, Samuel T. Bickle, Bethany C. Berkelo, Catherine E. Block, Laura F. Bame, Julie E. Bomer, Molly A. Bass, Lindsay M. Besser, Laura Renee Bogards, Amanda L. Boland, Hannah B. Bolt, Clarence C. Bone, Graham C. Book, Patrick C. Botini, Jacob W. Boyce, Jared L. Brandell, Eric R. Brandenburg, Andrew J. Brasser, Tiffany A. Bratton, Eric K. Brecky, Justine C. Brennan, Laurel A. Brentner, Jeffrey E. Brown, Alyssa Ann Brose, Claire C. Bruce, Claire M. Bukta, Jeffrey B. Budish, Carol Elaine Anderson Boogie, Elena K. Burkhardt, Laura J. Burkhardt, Adam J. Berman, Erica Gronquist Burr, Brandon L. Button, Joshua J. Campbell, Catherine J. Campbell, Rachel M. Carlin, Kyle A. Carlson, 
Ann E. Carpenter, Sean P. Casey, Madeline E. Castle, Colin M. Chase, Catherine S. Chase, Lynn M. Shermack, Joel A. Christensen, Paul Arthur Christensen, Joseph I. Christensen, Matthew H. Churchill, Tracy M. Churchill, Gregory S. Sibalka, Benjamin J. Clifford, Christine E. Coleman, Allison M. Colling, Jamie J. Comey, Rachel A. Connard, Nolan M. Cook, Allison E. Cornell, Omar P. Coughlin, Nathan A. Coulter, Kelsey L. Kramer, Patrick H. Curran, Aiden M. Curry, Madeline H. Dahl, Heather C. Dahlquist, Anna C. Dalliger, Yolna Christine Dalla, Amanda L. Daniels, Charlotte Elise Darling, Kimberly A. Darling, Andrew R. Das, Max E. Davenport, Benjamin L. Davis, Valerie A. Deal, Christopher L. Deck, Brett B. DeFries, Megan A. Delane, Sean D. Dennis, Sarah E. Dernbach, Amy C. DeSutter, Lauren N. Dew, Marcy Ann Dirks, Alexander R. Dietz, Andrew J. Dimmick, Catherine June Doby, Adam W. Dodge, William W. Dawkin, William C. Dolan, Adam D. Dolezal, Christine M. Dunnell, Laura C. Doran, Rachel E. Doherty, Michael C. Dow, Lauren I. Drassler, Angela E. Drill, Michael W. Drinan, Sarah B. Durst, Christoph S. Dundas, Laura A. Durden, Anna K. Dutke, Margaret E. Dilla, Nels E. Deisty, Nathan O. Eckberg, Emily E. Ederer, Ashley E. Edwards, Daniel T. Edwins, 
Camille A. Eggbroten. Christian H. Eikovic. Catherine M. Isley. Alexandra L. Ellis. Casey A. England. Jacqueline C. Erdahl. Andrew J. Erie. Nicholas P. Espinosa. Sarah A. Edisfold. Dylan N. Evans. Mark D. Everhart. Matthew D. Everhart. Christopher L. Ewald. Janae Susan Fabini. Peter J. Farrell. Anna R. B. Fedorowitz. Bethany Lou Feeblecorn. Catherine Lane Fisher. Lauren S. Fisher. Jenny N. Fitzgerald. Jason M. Fleecek. Mark A. Forsberg. Peter J. Forte. Stephen R. Foss. Keith D. Fox. Andrew William Foxwell. Sarah A. Frank. Emily A. Frederick. Nolan H. Freeze. Kevin A. Freedy. Amanda E. Fuller. Lucas J. Ganyu. Anya M. Galley. Horace A. Gant. Ann E. Gatzloff. Tyler S. Gerling. Matthew J. Germscheid. Tyson C. Gern. Michael G. Getter. John J. Giannini. Nicole Y. Gilbertson Wilkie. Karen E. Gillia. Trevor J. Gillis. Andrea L. Georgie. Paul T. Gladden. Carl W. Gleason. Catherine E. Godfrey. Catherine I. Gels. Sarah R. Goldberg. Brendan J. Golly. Douglas C. Goodmanson. Bridget D. Goodwin. Kelsey N. Gothier. Eric T. Grollum. Lindsay R. Graham. Rebecca J. Grams. Sharon W. Graw. Justin M. Green. Anders E. Gregerson. Marielle R. Gregoire. Anders S. Grindy. John T. Grorich. Laura P. Grogel. David B. Gruner. Michael W. Golden. Wei Guo.
Sherry R. Gusa, Jeremy R. Gustafson, Brock A. Hagen, Katie J. Hagen, Kellen R. Haynes, Blake A. Hamill, Catherine L. Handler, Carolyn R. Hansen, Lindsay E. Hansen, Joshua J. Hansky, David J. Hardnett, Zachary T. Harlander, Laura M. Harris, Alexandra A. Harris, Tyler J. Hart, Zachary A. Hathaway, Christopher H. Hauk, Anthony P. Haugen, Tyler J. Hauger, Brittany A. Hawk, Sarah J. Hawkinson, Lindsay Tessa Hayes, Tyler S. Hayes, Jenny L. Hedberg, Justin R. Heepsch, Sarah M. Hazen, Haley G. Hegland, Stephanie M. Hegman, Danica S. Heidorn, Catherine J. Helen, Seth D. Hendricks, David D W. Henke, Emily A. Hennig, Elizabeth C. Hayes, Kirsten K. Higdom, J. M. T. Higgins, Peter J. Hill, Laura L. Hiller, Sarah J. Hillegoss, Suzanne M. Hintz, Delay M. Hirsch, Brianna C. Hurst, Kelsey E. Hafler, Charles N. Hoffman III, Keisha M. Hohenstein, Jason L. Huller, Emily C. Holm, Brianna N. Holmes, Jonathan D. Holtmeyer, Sarah C. Hansfall, Sarah E. Hottavy, Leave J. Hoverston, Julie A. Howard, Alana R. Hoyer Leitzel, Abigail T. Hughes, Rebecca A. Hunkowski, Robert A. Hunter, Ashley G. Hughesby, Deontay A. Hutchins, Jessica A. Hutton, Neil R. Hutton, Vanessa A. Iams, Arisa Izuka, 
Jenna R. Ingersoll, Laura C. Ingerson, Erica K. Josted, Eric M. Jackman, Allison J. Jansen, Alicia N. Jevons, Rebecca L. Jenkins, Catherine A. Jensen, George E. Jimenez, Anna E. Johnson, Catherine M. Johnson, Linnea R. S. Johnson, Paul Roderick Johnson, Robert G. Johnson, Allison A. Jones, Michael Sargis Joseph, Rebecca J. Kaiser, Antonia Y. Cam, Sarah K. Kashani, Jacqueline T. Kelly, Grant T. Keeman, Caroline A. Kenefick, William C. Kidd, Bethany A. Kinney, Christine L. Kinney, Eric Aaron L. Kinney, Lindsay A. Kirshner, Brett M. Kissner, Whitney E. Clefsus, Leah Veronica Clister, Leanne Janelle Kluke, Robert W. Kluver III, Christy J. Kobluck, Rebecca Marie Cook, Emily J. Kester, Jessica J. Kolb, Thomas P. Kopitz, Elizabeth A. Kraut, Nicole M. Krautbauer, Alexander H. Kravitz, Kelly A. Kreimer, Lindsay M. Kruger, Nancy B. Kulaki, Lauren M. Kuntz, Catherine A. Lanasa, Abby C. Lane, Nathan J. Langholz, Kathleen R. La Rochelle, Amy E. Larson, Jana M. Larson, Marie F. Larson, Claire R. Lassay, Rebecca S. Latu, Maria L. Lavadier, Sabrina Lee, Emily A. Leclerc, Brian K. Lee, Jennifer K. Lee, Laura E. Lee, Benjamin C. Lear, Anna E. Lagarde, Mark S. Legler, Ann C. Lenahan White, Willa C. Langell, Elizabeth Jane Leslie, Megan M. G. Leesmackey, Michelle E. Lee Smackey.
Stephen T. Lindley. Carlos G. Yanath IV. Kellen E. Lowe. Siri L. Lohman. Rachel L. Long. Pao C. Lohr. Adam S. Lozo. Krista H. Lucas. Adam E. Ludvigson. Patrick W. Lewitley. So Chi L. Lifong. Heather M. Lynch. Michael J. McMillan, Jr. Keeley L. McNeil. Cherie S. Madiri. Teresa Ann Madsen. Lee C. Mayasaka. Matthew E. Majerus. David M. Manley. Benjamin M. Manning. Jose E. Martinez Romo. Blanca D. Martinez Gavina. Jennifer J. Marsoff. Emma S. Matine Vanderwell. Kristen E. Matson. Maggie J. Matson. Abigail R. Matthews. Emily Claire Mutman. Joshua A. Moss. Michael Joseph James May. Brandon K. McCafferty. Brendan H. McCaffrey. Madison L. McCulley. Sally J. McClinic. David R. McClure. Megan Louise McDonald. Robert E. McDonald. Elise N. McFarland. Brendan M. McGibbon. James R. McCone. Sean P. McNary. Laura K. Melcher. Lauren G. Melcher. Wolf Einar Merker. Andrew J. Meyer. Jacob D. Meyer. Kevin L. Meyer. Sarah A. Meyer. Emily H. Mittling. Andrew P. Miller. Denise E. Miller. Matthew R. Miller. Jennifer L. Mills. Sultan A. Mirzoyev. David B. Mitchell III. Eric D. Mitchell. Sean K. Miyamoto. Andrew J. Moe. Laura M. Moan. Tyler R. Moan. Caitlin C. Molesbury. Christy A. Moores. David C. Moon. Kevin J. Moore. Andrew B. Moray. 
Heidi E. Morse, Quinn Rebecca Moyer, Elise Claire Mulder, Catherine B. Murkison, Lindsay E. Myers, Charles D. Milray, Ashley May Nado, Jessica L. Nash, Catherine A. Nelson, Matthew C. Nelson, Molly C. Nelson, Patrick J. Nelson, Sarah E. Nelson, Daniel R. Nemchek, Essa M. Nerenhausen, Ariel A. Nierson, Nicole D. Nessie, Joseph R. Newhouse, Douglas L. Newland, Zachary A. Newman, Lon P. Wynn, Thomas A. Nickerson, Alec Dieter Niedermeyer, Thomas Gordon Nemisto, Chad D. Norberg, Tendor Norbu, Jeffrey D. Nordas, Anna R. Nordstrom, Matthew J. M. Norman, Nicole L. Novak, Emily A. Nicolmo, Andrew C. Oakley, Sean P. O'Hagan, Brianna A. Olson, Gregory P. Olson, Carl David Olson, Kate J. Olson, Laura M. Olson, Paul E. Olson, Susan R. Olson, Nan E. Unka, Luke G. Opal, James R. Orton, David J. Osterhaus, Samuel C. Ostrander, Timothy J. Ott, Noel C. Otten, Peter V. Ushikoff, Alicia K. Overbo, Catherine I. Overfelt, Krista A. Overson, Catherine D. Oyster, Maggie L. Page, Catherine E. Parker, Courtney R. Parshall, Luke J. Pavlovich, Abraham I. Payton, Karen L. Pearson, Michelle A. Pease, Matthew T. Pence, Dana R. Peterson, Jennifer S. Peterson, Kirsten M. Peterson, Lindsay K. Peterson, Mackenzie L. Peterson, Marie D. Peterson, Nicole S. Peterson, Amy M. Phillips, 
Nicole H. Phillips, Rachel Lauren Pierce, Rachel E. Poole, Elisa M. Poquette, Michael J. Potter, Jacob P. Polson, Andrew D. Prazik, Nathaniel D. Preisinger, Matthew R. Prelogger, Kira S. Price, Mark J. Rachel, Seya Lisa Rockola, Laura J. Railsback, Ishana N. Rambashan, Kayla Ann Rasmussen, J.C. A. Reese, Tim B. Rayborg, Grant A. Richardson, Catherine E. Reidenauer, Darren E. A. Riedel, Lauren M. Ring, Angela K. Ringquist, Alyssa M. Risch, Paul M. Rischmiller, Amanda K. Ritari, Melissa S. Robert, Christina H. Roberts, Matthew D. Rockledge, Katie L. Rod, Benjamin J. Roth, Elizabeth B. Rohatch, Christopher D. Rower, Julie K. Rolfus, Megan J. Rooney, G. Rooney, Patrick G. Rosimas, Rebecca A. Ross, Elizabeth A. Rossing, Sarah R. Rossing, Ellen V. Roth, James R. Rotman, Jr., Anna L. Rudser, Nicholas W. Rydberg, Noelle Salazar, Carl W. Samuelson, Miriam E. Samuelson, Elizabeth M. Sanders, Robert W. Sanders, Sharon A. Sanders, Carl L. Sawi, Lindsay Caroline Sanders, Anna N. Skaramutsa, Laura S. Schaefer, Christine L. Shaplowski, Peter George Carlson Schatower, Molly M. Schaus, Nicole L. Schmidt, Tara R. Schneider, Eric L. D. Skolton, Laurel E. Shoney, Leanna Renee Nelson Schreiber, Emily Schroeder, Bria H. Shirky, John D. Schwain, Martha C. Schwain, Siri T. Schweigert, 
Lucas D. Scott, Marin S. Searle, Christine E. Shepard, Kate M. Sheridan, Sarah L. Shore, Rebecca A. Siebels, Mark S. Siebenaller, Charles G. Simacek, Matthew W. Simonstead, Anuat Sisalumsak, Lisa H. Skildum, Eric R. Smith, Jacqueline M. Smith, Julia M. Smith, John C. Snetting, Adam C. Solist, Emily Barrett Sonnison, Amy L. Sonickson, John Elkin Sapinik, Morgan S. Sowers, Natalie D.L. Spencer, Anna K. Sperling, Eric A. Spooner, Alexandra N. Sprano, Amy J. Springer, Andrew Lon Spurgeon, Elizabeth Altair Stafford, Janine L. Stahlberger, Benjamin A. Staniforth, Ann C. Stanton, Sarah J. Steichen, Jessica C. Steinbach, Eric M. Steinmetz, Katie B. Stenseth, Thomas J. Stiles, Danielle J. Stormer, Christina A. Stormer, Alan N. Stout, Erica L. Stranghainer, Caitlin K. Sublet, Alex T. Suganaka, Brady O. Swanson, David M. Swanson, Hannah C. Swanson, Megan C. Swanson, Abby Ann Swenson, Benjamin J. Swenson, Rachel M. Swenson, Alexa J. Tennyson, Mai Nia Tao, Ying Tao, Spike Brent J. Terrian, Karen P. Tebus, Laura E. Thiel, Corrine U. Thomas, Shannon C. Thornblad, Ethan J. Thorpe, Heather R. Teets, Alexander Y. Titkoff, Eric C. Torgerson, Samuel D. Tostason, Lindsay R. Trapp, Katrina J. Tummers, Eric C. Tweet, Molly L. Underwood, Joseph L. Usset, Meredith Rebecca Ut, 
Sarah L. Vanderocker, Emily E. Van Campen, Cameron K. Van Langen, Aaron F. Van Berkleo, Michael P. Vandelinder, Sarah J. Vandemark, Shua Vang, Tang Vang, Zhang Vang, Basil E. Vernon, Cass W. Vegan, Frida M. Von Quaylen, William S. Voorhees, Daniela Voise, Margaret E. Wade, Hennessy L. Waddell, Bradley H. Wagonar, Laura E. Wagner, Allison W. Wagner, Miriam Wahidi, Anthony R. Waldschmidt, Sarah K. Wallace, John F. Walters, Alexander J. Walton, Shin Wong, Jace M. Washburn, Tucker J. Wiseman, Mary E. Welch, Magdalena Briel Wells, Nicole L. Went, Maria J. Wentworth, Blake J. Wergeland, Mark T. Werner, Jonathan C. Wesser, Cheryl A. West, Jennifer K. Wetzig, Laura E. Whalen, Holly M. Wiedenheft, Carolyn C. Wickman, Laura E. Wild, Davis C. Willie, Gerald Jackson Williams, Peter R. Williams, Cynthia L. Wilmeth, Eric A. Wilson, Michael K. Whitty, Molly M. Whitty, Andrew S. Wold, Victor K. Wong, Jennifer C. Wu, Rachel A. Winslow, Kajoa Shang, Noor Zhang, Huachi Yang, Pang N. Yang, Alicia Leanne Yarnell, Kirsten E. Yitterbo, Kate Ying Man Yu, Eric C. W. Ewan, Megan J. Zygzebski, Anthony P. Zabaknik, Nicole M. Zepper, Elizabeth M. Zimmerman. This concludes the awarding of the Bachelor of Arts degrees. Will the candidates for the Bachelor of Music please stand and come forward 
as directed by the marshals. Aurora J. Adamson, Robert Taylor Baggett IV, Jonathan J. Bartz, Teresa L. Brolin, Miranda M. Childs, Levi G. Comstock, Christine Therese Dole. Caitlin L. Erickson, Nathan M. Fivecoat, Lindsay A. French, Laura J. Fry, Paul E. Hegeseth, Clara E. Hemstetter, Anna Catherine Johnson, Sarah A. Johnson. Catherine E. Lutz, Noel Lynette McMillan, Whitney H. Noble, Kenneth Chen, Robert W. Riddle, Claire N. Root, Karen N. Saul, Elizabeth N. Stephenson, Gregory C. Sylvester, Jonathan M. Thornton, Luke Olaf Varlin, Stephanie M. Watson, Laura A. Wilde, Sarah J. Zalinski. This concludes the awarding of the Bachelor of Music degrees. Will the faculty please stand Join me in a round of applause for our graduates and remain standing. faculty is standing to recognize all of the graduates and it will remain standing as we recognize those who graduate with honors and distinction. Their names are printed in the program. Members of Phi Beta Kappa, would you please stand?
Those graduating cum laude, please stand. Those graduating magna cum laude, please stand. Those graduating summa cum laude, please stand. But everyone please be seated. We've been blessed by the presence in our community this year of students from Germany, Hong Kong, Japan, Mexico, Norway, and Sweden. Would those students please stand so we can thank you. I'm also going to ask that we recognize two distinguished faculty members retiring at the end of this year. I'll ask them to please stand and then we can applaud. William Thornton from the Department of Physical Education and Gary Wicks from the Department of Physical Education. And now that you're comfortable, will the faculty please rise to receive the applause of the graduates? And finally, would parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, spouses, friends, and other affiliated persons of the graduates please rise so the graduates can thank you. Graduates, please stand to sing the college
Now go in peace and joy to new places called by the Lord God, who calls the whole world into being and calls you by name. Amen. Amen.